0: I am a mess of unfinished business. I feel pangs of in every single day. Like Paul said, not that I have attained or been made perfect, but if there is anything true, admirable, or lovely about me, odds are it was shaped by my friends. The truth is, I wouldn't be me without my friends. Hello, my friends! Welcome to Keep On with Abigail Wallace. This is episode four of season two the best friendship in the world. God grows us through our friends. But spiritually, as physically, we can't usually see growth happen. Discouraged, we ask God, how are you working in me? C.S. Lewis gives this memorable answer. It's rather like the woman in the first war who said that if there were a bread shortage, it would not bother her because they always ate toast at her house. If there is no bread, there will be no toast. If there were no help from Christ, there would be no help from other human beings. He works on us in all sorts of ways, but above all, he works on us through each other. Mere Christianity, chapter seven. God works in us through our friends. God uses their hugs to love and heal us, their words to convict and encourage us. God transforms us through our friends. Christian friendships are a means of grace. If the phrase means of grace is new to you, it simply refers to the ways in which the Holy Spirit works in our lives to make us more like Christ. We can think of them as channels through which God's love and power flow to his people. Scripture, prayer, and the sacraments are means of grace. But Christian friendship is too. Friends are a massive means of God's grace to us, his transforming, often uncomfortable, grace. Smoothing and honing. A few months ago, a friend asked me if I saw any blind spots in her. That question is not for the faint of heart. But if she could do it, I could too. So I asked her the same. What she said is another post, and I'm not suggesting that you ask. But I do hope that you have friends close enough to smooth your rough spots and hone your dull edges, because we all have those. Good friends shape us as iron sharpens iron, Proverbs 27:17, and as sandpaper rubs wood, as in walking with the wise, in Proverbs 1320. The second process is more gradual and gentle, it throws fewer sparks. But both are needful, the sanding that comes naturally from walking side by side is as necessary for our spiritual growth as wounds from a friend. So what friends sharpen you? Author and blogger Tim Challies couldn't be more clear about why we need iron sharpens iron friends. You need spiritual friendships for the sake of your soul, a sinful person who can't hold, can hold tight to your depravity. You are a weak-eyed person who often cannot see yourself as you are, a selfish person who sometimes struggles to live for anyone or anything apart from yourself. And you need friends who will help you, serve you, strengthen you, equip you. You need friends to temper your weakness, to challenge your sinfulness, to comfort your sorrows, to speak truth into your tragedies. I need friends and you need friends. So who sharpens you? Who is sharpened by you? And what friends rub off on you? While iron sharpening iron implies a focus and directness that might hurt, sandpapery relationships need not rub us wrong. I think of these types of friendships as those that shape us in less direct, edge of blade sort of ways. Our friends influence us. And not only the closest five, simply by allowing us close enough so they can rub off on us. Here's a short list of some of my sandpapery friends. Not that they've never been iron sharpening friends, but they come to mind now less for their words and more for their rub off influence. They're soft spoken friends like Tracy and Brooke, who help me speak more gently. And huge hearted friends like Julia and Chrissy, who make me want to give. They are self-controlled friends like Hannah and Mary, who help me skip second dessert, and hospitable friends like Kristen and Jen, who make me want to host. Ginny and Donna's prayers spur me on to be faithful in prayer. Sarah and Sandra's pure hearts help me see the dirt in mine. And Sherry and Mert's art help me see beauty. Then there's my good friend, Mom. This list could go on and on. God must give me so many friends because there are so many rough sides of me. We all have those sides. So what friends are rubbing off on you and rubbing off of you? The best friendship in the world. Michael Haken's Iron Sharpens Iron is a short book about great friendships. I haven't read it yet, but I intend to. Are there any friends out there who'd like to read it with me? My gratitude to Tim Challies for his book review. This excerpt is from John Ryland's sermon at the funeral of his friend, Andrew Fuller. Their friendship, Ryland said, had never met with one minute's interruption by one unkind word or thought, of which I have any knowledge. I never had a friend who was so willing to stand by me, even in such services as most others would wish to decline. Yet I never had a friend who would more faithfully, freely, and affectionately give me warning or reproof, if ever it appeared necessary, or whom I could more readily and freely and without the least apprehension of giving offense, tell of any fault which I imagined I could see in him. And this, I think, is the best friendship in the world. For no man is faultless, and true friendship will not be blind to the failings of those we love best, but will rather show itself in an anxious concern to prevent the least appearance of evil in them, or whatever might occasion their good intentions to be misrepresented. This most faithful and judicious friend is taken from me, and never will my loss be repaired upon earth. I've been reflecting on that description of friendship all week, all this Valentine's week. It is exquisite because it tells how iron and sandpaper meld. Fuller was a friend who both stood by and warned. He faithfully and affectionately warned, Ryland said, and was so willing to stand by me. And this, I think is the best friendship in the world. I suspect that few of us have the kind of friendship that Ryland had with Fuller. However, all of us can have the best of friends. In John fifteen fifteen, Jesus said, "I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends." Jesus can be our friend if we are united with him. He can be the best of friends. He can bear our burdens daily with us. I want to leave you with a quote about friends, and um, it's actually a quote about marriage. And it comes from Gary Thomas's book about sacred marriage. He said, one of the best wedding gifts God gave you was a full-length mirror called your spouse. Had there been a card attached, it would have said, here's to helping you discover what you're really like. Well, I think of that so often, not just in the context of marriage, but also in friendship. One of the greatest gifts we have is to see what we're really like so that we can receive God's grace and be shaped and changed for his glory. So I pray that you have good friends. And um, if you don't, and you'd like me to pray along with you that God will answer that, please uh, reach out, send me a message, drop a comment. I would love to pray to that end. I know God wants to give you good soul forming friends. Glory to God, friends. Keep on.